We've become Instant Pot ambassadors. Amazing kitchen appliance that's going to make it easier for you to cook healthy, save money and save time. It literally rethink the way you cook. You know, you literally pop a hundred ingredients in it and then you've got hands off cooking. Like I'll put a hundred ingredients in and then I can go do what I want and come back in 30 or 50 minutes later and the dinner's cooked. It's a great way. Many people are kind of afraid of a pressure cooker, but this is a new kind of advanced, it takes away the worry from pressure cooking. Because you're cooking in one pot, you literally only have one pot to clean up. And it's a beautiful way to have six portion capacity, so it's easy to cook for the family. Yeah, it's so simple to use, even for a novice home cook. I genuinely use it all the time. I make oat groats in the morning, I make dals, I make chilies, I make curries. And literally when I'm making the girls' lunch boxes, I'll pop a whole lot of ingredients in and schedule it to come on for when I come home and dinner's ready. Like it's, it's a no-brainer. We're working with them, we've They've given an exclusive discount. Where do people find out details? They'll find out details on the show notes for this episode. It's called the Instant Pot Duo Plus Whisper Quiet. It's their latest model. It's amazing. I use it genuinely. I use it all the time. I'm not joking. Link in our show notes. I'm obsessed with flavor. Um, at the moment, at the moment, meaning in the last 10 years, I've been obsessed with speciality chocolate, where it's craft chocolate, where it's more nuances of flavor, similar to that of red wine. Before that, speciality coffee, sourdough bread. I guess a huge part of my adult existence has been in pursuit of flavor. Recently, we were invited to a super cool event in London, just over kind of in the cool part of London. Um, and it was all in celebration of flavor. And in that, I learned that um, approximately 70% to 90% of all taste or of all flavours actually experienced in your nose and your olfactory glands. The event was run by a cool company called AirUp where they've innovated a water bottle. Like, I thought a water bottle is just a water bottle. And what it is, is they use scent-based technology where you put a pod on top of the water bottle, you activate it just like this and take a sip and... <clears throat> Although there's just water in it, it actually tastes of what the pot is. So they've over 25 different flavors from watermelon, cherry, cola, um, strawberry and lemongrass. Pineapple. Pineapple. Like peach is probably my favorite one. And I think it's a great way of getting people to drink more water because 70 to 90% of people approximately are um, dehydrated, according to Dr. Dana Cohen. We've partnered with AirUp to help you to drink more water. If you listen to this podcast and you're a fan, a great way to support us is to click the affiliate link in our show notes like with the with the, the bottle air up water bottle is brilliant you simply activate the pod and you drink it in this case I've got a pineapple pod and I, it tastes like I'm drinking pineapple even though it's just pure water like it's really really clever the pods use natural ingredients and they help you to reduce your single use plastic is there a discount code there's a discount code pair 10 at the checkout or if you want to support the podcast there's an affiliate link in our show notes and you can buy through that um, so AirUp is the brand helping you to drink more water and um, yeah fantastic Ian Gary welcome aboard great to have you here Thank thanks you. for coming out no anytime it's it's an absolute pleasure to be here I'm excited for today and, and like even for me like um, the idea of having a an MMA or a UFC fighter here is just so such a different world but yeah, there's 100%. one thing that unites us both which is remarkable is that you've recently turned plant based and you find true change in your diet it has improved your performance or has it I should ask it's not even I wouldn't even go I wouldn't even go as small as to say improve my performance I think it's far bigger than that it's improved my life my health um the performance is just a benefit and like a, a side aspect of of changing to to be plant-based like how, why did you just, like how did you get to like where, where did it even come up to because like so the the initial start of, of of making the change from whatever diet I was on to going plant-based was specifically around health. So I, as an MMA fighter, we go under 
Say that again, MMA fighter. As an so, MMA fighter. We and go, a professional yeah. UFC fighter. <laughs> Sorry, that's as really professional, cool. As a professional fighter. And a, a, I, like, I feel like I'm sitting here with a gladiator. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> Essentially it's cool. a modern day gladiator. Yeah. That's what we do. We, we spend so much time getting ready for a fight and preparing our body to peak athletically to go in and get ready to face another human who's doing the exact same thing. It's essentially going, right, you're going to try for the next eight to 10 weeks to prepare your body and your mind and your soul and everything that exists in your being to go out there and beat the living shit out of me for 15 minutes if you, if you need to. But it's done in a beautiful way. I look at it as art. I look at it as beauty. I look at it as like movement and just controlling another person in the most aggressive way possible. But for us, what we do is to ma we make weight. And by making weight, I walk around. Yeah, you're around, welterweight, so you're yeah. 75 kilos. So it's 77 kilos. 77. So I walk around about 85, 86 kilos max. That's what I like. I don't like That's to you get walk any around and you'll cut just yes. before it. And I'll cut slow. You cut, cut you so, do So it, what does cut mean for anyone who's so, new to this? So we do a process of we cut weight. So it's over a certain amount of time, we'll lose weight. And then a, a, over the last kind of two or and, three and days, long, we'll like, dehydrate. Because you'd have to lose like, you know, eight kilos or something. 100%, yeah. And a lot of people do it the week of the fight. It's insane. It's so, so it's like a calorific deficit. Or calorie deficit. And, and like dehydration to the point of like... <laughs> Struggling to walk out. 100%. We've had people faint on the scales. We've had people not be able to make weight because their body has stopped producing sweat. Because they're so dehydrated, if they go any further, they're gonna have like serious. And then injuries. of course, then it, it goes. And then to you fight, have to fight the next day. But then they they drink and eat and they get 100%. back to eighty kilos. But or, you also have to fight the next day. Then oh, so it's the next. It's wow. it's nuts. So basically, so what do you do? Like okay, j just to get specific, how do you cut to go from like eighty five kilos or eighty six kilos down to seventy seven over? Like what time frame do you give yourself? Do you give yourself a month? A so week? I believe I do it very differently than most people. Yeah. And I can't, I, I can speak to what I've, I know other people do, or I can speak to what I do. What I do is essentially I taper it down. I look to kind of a month out, I look to kind of lose a kilo a week. So half the battle is done. And then I'm going for me, if I'm going down to 85 to 77, it's eight kilos. So if I can gradually over a week, lose a kilo just through diet and kind of, I, I eat like a horse. Course, so I'm yeah. going to eat so much because I'm training three times a day most days. I move my body so much. The amount of calories I burn in a day, I eat so much. Like would now, you be four or 5,000 calories oh, a day? It's easy. I yeah. burn about four or 5,000 calories a day. It's ridiculous. So for me to be able to cut down on a little bit of food, but still maintaining all mm. the nutrients, all the vitamins that I need and, and, and operate at a high level, like humans don't need that much food. But when you're burning the way I do, you need to obviously up it. And the thing is, what I what I what I try to do is cut it down a kilo a week. And then the last week is basically right. You're gonna cut out your salts, you're gonna cut out your carbs, you're gonna reduce the fiber in your gut, and you're gonna trick yourself to we do water loading. So we'll we'll drink like 10 liters, eight liters, six liters, four liters, two liters, nothing. The last day before the weight cut is dehydrate. And then you wake up and you do a sauna so that everything that is coming it's, out of you is just, just sweat and weight. So if you, leave, if, you lose, like, if you lose a kilo, it's not coming back on until you drink. So that's essentially what we do. Now, it's ridiculous. It's nuts. But it it's, works. Like you, you but make... it works, right? So the biggest problem I found when I was doing this process was I would get sick 
and ill and so many fighters around the world get sick and ill during that week where your body is depleted, your energy levels are low, you're not getting... And this is just before, like, And this is the week before you're meant to go out there and peak and show the world how good you are. But you're going to limit yourself, you're going to limit your performance because of your diet, your diet. And this is where, this is why, the, the biggest reason as to why I made it. I was getting sick a lot. So I have a, I have rhinoids and I have psoriasis. And I would find What's that rainoids, and rainoids is bad circulation. So okay, it's when yeah, my, yeah. so basically I hate the cold because my hands and feet will Struggle. freeze. Yeah. Like to the point at which I will like cry. Like it gets so bad. Now it's a blood flow thing. It's the, the, my body doesn't pump blood. My body feels like when I get cold, essentially my body's like, no, we're going to shut down the, the blood support to your, to your hands and to your feet. And we're going to just focus on your internal organs and keep you safe. Cause you're going to die in my mind. It's basically that. Um, it, it's not basically, that's a yeah, very simplified that's, that's your, version. Yeah, of and, that's, it. and that's your experience. Yes. Of it. It's my, it's my easy way of explaining it. So my body's going, we're going to die. Let's, let's focus on keeping here warm and all your, and all of your internal organs safe. And it hurts. It get they go freezing cold. They go numb. They start to sting. It's horrible. I hate it. Um, and then psoriasis is like skin issues, where like my skin will 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 have patches of like these scabby stuff that I have such sensitive skin that if I put cream on it to try to stop it, it might break out even worse and and start to just go nuts. So to manage these things, as well as managing my nutritional benefits of not getting sick on fight week because you find a lot of people, they get infections, they get all these things because your body isn't getting what it needs. So I went vegan to give my body the best. And just tried it. Just like literally just. I get, I spoke to, I spoke to a friend of mine who and, was. And you're not like a typical vegan. No, like you're not, not. You weren't doing it for the animals. You weren't doing it for ethics. You weren't doing it for, you know, climate change. You were literally, you were told if you go vegan, you're going to experience better, less, um, less, ra- less, ra- bodily, less bodily stress. You should have better, better capabilities with your body of dealing with your issues. You should be able to cut weight easier because if you change your gut biome, like if you change what's in your gut and make it more fibrous, like more dense with fibers, you will be able to lose weight at a more rapid rate on the last week whilst also maintaining a better week of diet leading up to that fight. There was so many benefits that I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm absolutely going to try this. But you're absolutely right. I was not a typical vegan. Like to the point at which like, if you told me now that eating steaks and chicken all day was going to make me the best athlete in the world, I would do that because I want to be the best athlete in the world. But it, it's not. It's not in my mind, in my opinion, from what I have seen with my body and everything that I have done over the last year and a half, being vegan has changed and being, I I say, I say plant-based because I feel like vegan is such a stronger meaning. It's like ethics. It's like just pure ethics and, 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 and compassion. It's, it's very exclusionary yeah, versus plant-based. Most people don't know what it is. So it's, it's like, but it's oh, com- good on it, you. It, it's such a passion. Yeah. Like you have a passion for animals. You have a passion for safety, for love, for care. It's so much more than just a, 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 diet. a diet. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's more important. Is like, that's a very exclusive thing that I want people to feel proud of. And I don't want to necessarily sit here and say that because 
I, I'm in my mind, it's plant-based right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a plant-based athlete who is pushing the boundaries of being plant-based and showing it on the biggest stage I possibly can, which mm. is the UFC, which is massive. And I am pushing my body to the limits of being a plant-based athlete. So for me... And, and how did you start initially? Did you suddenly go from like chicken and steak one day to chickpeas and tofu? Or so, like, and was it overnight or was it like, okay, it was, let's try it for a week and let's uh, let your gut microbiome adjust? Or how do you... How did so you essentially... After I'd had, I'd sat down and had this discussion with, with a friend of mine about all the benefits that I could, I could benefit from by making this change. I was like, okay, this sounds fair. Let's work towards that. Like, let's work towards that a little bit. Let's see. My psoriasis had to get worse. My rain was just getting a little bit better, but because like I was still going in and out of it. And I was essentially at, there was one point for the last two and a half years, I've been basically 95% plant-based. Amazing. But it's been a year and a half of 100%. I'm fully committed to this. I noticed that the, the final straw for me was I was making a, a vegan carbonara sauce. And I was making a vegan carbonara sauce and I had chicken in it and stuff because I, I wanted the chicken. I wanted, in my mind, the protein. Um, and then my wife was like, oh. she was like, we were in a... In a um, an Airbnb and in the Airbnb there was Parmesan cheese in the fridge and it was, she was like oh that that sounds delicious I might add that on and then she she's she's kind of the reluctant one she's like I, I I grew up loving cheese all these things I'm like okay fair enough whatever whatever floats your boat um so she put a little bit on and I was like oh, that, that smells so good I was like right, give me some of that so I threw a little bit of Parmesan cheese on and I swear to God two bites two mouthfuls and I felt my throat like lock up a little bit like the milk like just I felt so off put by it I was like I don't want to eat that I can feel it I was like 100% that is the cheese because I had a couple bites before that nothing was wrong and then it was I the minute I put the cheese on I was like I'm done and I rang my friend and I was like right that's it I'm going 100% 100% plant-based I rang my nutritionist. I was like, I'm going 100% plant-based. We're changing everything. And that was it. And, and, that, was, and that was it. And we just, we spoke, we sat down, we spoke about the benefits of everything that I, that I could go through and a way that we were going to plan it. And it was essentially the best and biggest decision I feel like I've made ever for my health. And I'm, I'm, I'm never going to go back. Wow. Because it's so strong, it's so powerful. I grew up on a meat and two veg diet, sure. Good old Irish diet. I I grew up And your mother on, did her best. And so I did grew your... up on chicken and chips, pizza, like pasta, noodles. just stuff that as a child you are definitely not getting the 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 variety and nutrients. Yeah, you're not getting or even All a diversity the, of plant-based foods. Everything. You're yeah. not getting anywhere near what you should be getting. From a nutritional point of view, you're getting a heavy carb dense meal like like lifestyle. So, I obviously like obviously being surrounded by such amazing people and having access to so much knowledge now. It was the big the biggest thing that for me that changed my mind was the knowledge was being able to sit down and hear people's opinions and thoughts but also facts like here are literal facts about your body when it reacts to this type of food or like for example the beetroot ian if you eat some beetroot or you have a, a shot of grounded beetroot your blood vessels will open up 
and essentially mean that you can pump oxygen and blood around your body at a more efficient rate. All right, sweet. Why am I doing that? S something so simple. Why am I doing that? Because I didn't know and about Layla it. And Layla was even just saying there before it that um, you, because I guess you're a professional fighter, you have to do a lot of testing and that your yes. results have come like incredibly improved yes. remarkably. So we, I get tested at random. They, they could show now to, to the studio and, and ask me to pee in a cup. Um, I get tested randomly by a, a corporation called USADA, um, United States Anti-Doping Drug Association. And they do everyone, NFL players, NBA players, UFC fighters, uh, Olympic athletes. And it's essentially, it's essentially obviously making sure that the, the sport is clean. And when I, when I went vegan, and um, we were having a chat with one of the, one of the um, employees who came randomly to test me. And we were just speaking about it because I told him, I, I'd met him before. I told him all my supplements and everything that I'd taken because they only you only really have to write down supplements because it's tainted supplements or anything like that. What have you taken in the last seven days that you want to declare? Because if you declare it, then we can test it if you've declared it. And it's a whole, it's a whole rigmarole. You have to, you have to go through it in a very fine, like fine, um, tooth comb yeah. yeah fine tooth comb and make sure you remember everything you took because if one thing is tainted and it's not on that list well that's it you're suspended then because wow. in our eyes if there's something in there you're 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 abusing some sort of athletic benefit okay. so when I, when I told him I was vegan he was like dude you have to you have to let us know about dietary changes because when we test you for the first six seven eight times what we're trying to do is find a baseline stat but absolutely and obviously, if you change your entire diet, your stats are going to change. And if they see a change because of, and it looks better, they assume you're taking. Well, they, they could be. A, they could. They yeah. could absolutely go off on an assumption that you are enhancing your body in some way. So I had to let them know, and I had to send them an email and everything. Let them know is I completely gone vegan, and every stat that I get tested for. So I get tested before every fight for so many different things, blood pressure, eye pressure. They have to check your, like your heart. They have to check everything. And I just noticed that every single stat that I would say, like my eye pressure, when I went into the eye doctors in America, um, I I went vegan. So it was only about six months of being vegan in, in between the change. And they had my, mo my most recent one, which was the, the one I'd done and the one that I'd just done on the day. And they're like, wow, your eye pressure's gone down. They're like, we normally don't see that. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, we have to test again just to make sure like there was no misread. I was like, okay. And they tested again. I was like, no, it's 100% correct. And I was like, well, yeah, because my blood should be flowing around my body at a better rate. My, my body should be more efficient right now. And it was. And my blood pressure went down. My eye pressure went down. My skin. Yeah, your just, psoriasis. How did, you, how did it affect My psoriasis, psoriasis like completely changed. So I'm able to manage it at such a, at a much better rate to the point that when I went vegan, I've, I've not suffered from psoriasis since I've made the change. My body has been able to deal with it and manage what I'm eating and not flare up due to sugars and overworking and all of these things. So... And my rainoids has gotten 100% better. Like, and and then how about as like, you're an MMA, MMA fighter. So you're in like the most masculine or yeah. macho of yeah, yeah, macho yeah. circles. Like 100%. these are 
you know, these are fighters. These yeah. are gladiators. Like, yeah. how does it go being a plant-based athlete in these circles where it's, you know, the arch carnivore? It's the, it's, that's the assumption. The truth is I don't care about other people's opinions on what they think I should do. I've been mocked for being like, v oh, he's fucking vegan, all these things. I couldn't give a rat's. At the end of the day, if I can see and feel the athletic benefits of being plant-based, I'm going to do it 110%. And I, I have absolutely seen those benefits and I've reaped the rewards of being vegan. I feel the... I feel like my my stamina is better. I feel like my body operates at a much more efficient level. Obviously, it would because obviously I don't need to go into absolute detail of it. But when you eat meat, your body, your stomach acid has to rise to be able to dissolve the meat. How is your body not operating at a at a, a tougher rate? Because your whole internal system has to change because you put something in your mouth. Whereas if I'm putting in vegetables and rice and beans, stuff that are natural to the world, like it's just going to digest at such a smoother, easier rate and your body's not going to have to work harder. How are you not going to achieve a better outcome? Because I always say this, I love fasting. Because if I'm training fasted, then my body isn't internally working. It's just focused on, on the actual movements that I'm doing. When do you fast? Do you fast like during so, uh, training or it's, like are you? It's more the idea of like when I go to bed at night time, I just will not eat until I'm finished my first training session. And what's, I always when's have training? My... Like seven till 10 or something? Or is no, it my training's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock till like okay. one. Okay, wow. So I, if I stop eating at nine o'clock at night, I, I'm not in a, I'm not obviously in the full fast state of like an eight, 16 to 18 hours, but my body isn't digesting anything other than water. Yeah, of course. and then what will you eat in a given day? Like as a plant-based athlete, like is it predominantly like as you're you're a highly efficient machine? Like yes. even there when I gave you a hug, it's like I am hugging one giant yeah. muscle, muscle here, yeah, it's... like sheer muscle. As you were joking, like you're looking for a greater, I'll grate yeah, the cheese I'll in my the cheese, yeah. You were joking there beforehand, but because like it's... so, like what do you eat? You have to be obviously very aware of what you eat because you want to be eating kind of foods that are you know gonna enhance your nutritionally performance. Yeah. dense, yeah, like it, so. As an athlete, as someone who pushes their body to the limits every day, I need to have a protein-rich, nutrient-dense diet. So my nutritionist and I have done a lot of research. Like, So I have a performance nutritionist who's vegan. He's amazing. Wow. And the amount we've talked and chatted about making like specific meals and introducing this to the diet because of this benefit or this and... He's constantly looking for research and he's constantly, and he's, he was actually, he was the one who put us on to you. He said, you should try and get on this guy's podcast or you should try and go and go to the restaurant. Like he is the diehard vegan for ethics, for nutrition, for everything. And he, he's a phenomenal person. And he and I, we speak about new, like all the nutrients that we can get. But primarily what we need is we need a vegetable rich, protein dense diet so how do we get that like you a lot of tofu a lot of beans so lot of I don't, I'm, I'm not mad about tofu okay. i've gotten there's, there's been one little trick that we've gotten recently for tofu that i like and it's been like um shredded tofu and okay. putting it in the air fryer and just crisping okay. it and that, then what where will you get flavor like will you put so tamari we'll, like a little, little sweet and sour he'll make like okay. a little sweet and sour sauce okay. and we'll have it on like a stir fry so we're like edamame rice 
um, broccoli, cauliflower, peppers, sun-dried tomatoes. We'll have all these, and it's so, so beautiful. Because if you essentially stir fry all of that together, shredded tofu, put it in the air fryer, make it nice and crispy. So tofu has grown on it, you don't mind it? Just that Do you like tempeh? No, I haven't got there. I haven't haven't got got there yet. I haven't been tempeh yet. So like the truth (laughs) is, if you had seen my diet a year and a half ago, you would sit like the amount of even the fact that you know of these the foods is like good. The amount that I have gone on, oh, yeah. like the journey through my food. Like if you had seen my plate, of food, what was your di- what was your diet pre plant based? Steak, chicken, eggs, potatoes, chips, pizzas. And, and now like, you're nutrient dense. But even you're using is, those terms, nutrient dense. Oh, hundred percent. So like my fa- so the meals that we like to make are like quesadillas, for example. Such a simple, easy meal for me to have. Put in a little uh, Tupperware, go off, and it's essentially a wrap with um. We, we always put in like a, a, a I love like Impossible and like Beyond Burger. Right. I love them. I think yeah, they're yeah. delicious. So we'll always put in some sort of like meat alternative or like, yeah. I just love them. I think yeah, they're perfect. delicious, right? But it'll always be mixed with like chickpeas, black beans. We'll have, he'll grind up and he'll mince up some, um, a, a whole bunch of veg, spinach, kale, onions. He'll put so you don't ginger. even know you're eating it. You're delighted. A lot of the time, I don't. I just eat what I'm given. But I know a lot of stuff because I'm like, oh my God, they're so good. What's in that? So like that's a very simple, easy meal for us that I love because I'm on the move a lot. I'm going from one gym to another gym to home to to tra- to S and C. From S and C, I'm like going you'll to train get, three times a day. I'll train. I'll train once in the morning, once in the afternoon, once in the evening. And is it all physical training, or at any point is it sitting there like kind of no, meditation or visualization or kind of manifesting or whatever form? That's golf for me. That's, that's golf. golf. Okay. I get to go out in You're nature. Good at golf. I love golf. Yeah, I'm good. At What's it. the handicap? Now it's nine, okay, but it's a hundred percent better than nine. But I just haven't had a handicap. Dave nearly went pro. I won. I haven't had a handicap, so I've only been playing golf for like four years now. And I have. I started off at and twenty-eight. You're from Port Marnock. Port Marnock. That's one a of the best of golf good, clubs on this island. A lot of go, a lot of good golfing around that area, um. But where like. For me, golf is the same thing. It's like I, I get to go out and walk for four hours in nature. Yeah, yeah. I get to like. There's very few places in the world that give you the calmness of a golf course. The only, you know, that expression that golf is a good walk spoiled. You know, because because the challenge of golf beyond the and I, yes. it's like we nearly yeah. went pro. Both of us golfers, like we played for years. Um, game and so yeah, 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 you'd love to. <laughs> I haven't played in years, but yeah, no bother. Um, but the the thing about golf is that it's it's like chess with yourself, like because you're dealing with your own frustration. You're dealing with like it's you and a little ball and trying to get into the it hole. It is exactly. I look. <clears throat> you said it because I link it to fighting so much. Golf because, and fighting. Wow. Because because the truth. That's a good one. Because the truth is. When I'm fighting and when I'm training and when I'm planning to for Dead. ultimate success, I don't focus on my opponent and what my opponent can achieve and what my opponent can do to beat me. I'm aware of it. Just like I'm aware of my friends playing really well, I need to ensure that I am on a good run. Like if I'm playing with a golf partner and my golf partner's a, a one handicap and I'm like, he hasn't missed the pull all day. I'm like, I need to make sure I eliminate mistakes. It's the same in fighting. I need to ensure that in my in my life, in everything I'm doing, I am planning for nothing but success. And I'm not comparing myself to anyone else or anyone else's score or any whatever anyone else is doing. But I'm aware of it. But I'm entirely focused on me and my goal and my achievements. 
So when I think of golf and I think of fighting, I think of, right, when I'm planning a, a, a fight camp and I'm planning where to train, who to train with, and what I need to do to get the most out of myself to go in there in that octagon and show how good I am, I need to only focus on me and focus on all of the stuff that I want to work on to get to that point and prove how good I am. When you do have that mindset, it's it's quite and it's the uh, same, martial art. It's and it's quite, the same as golf. Yeah. If I show up on the first tee and I'm focusing, what's your handicap? Oh, shit, you're a one Jesus handicap. A oh, swing. my goodness, that's an amazing swing. You put it two feet from the hole on your first shot and you didn't warm up. Oh, my. Wow, this is going to be a long day. Or I can sit there and go, I'm aware I'm not as good as that person at golf. But I'm going to get but I can head. <laughs> but I can, no, but I can still beat that person at golf because he only needs to miss two puts and his whole score is ruined. I'm not as good as him. I'm aware that I've got a handicap for a reason. And it's this attitude of if I just, if I eliminate mistakes and I don't take the risky shot and I take that safe shot and there are times to take that risk because you're like, this is, this is, I need this to. is the hole that I can, I know I play well on. I know I can go and get that shot. That's when you need to take it. So it's the same attitude. It's focusing on yourself, but being aware of your surroundings and everyone you're, everyone you surround yourself with whilst entirely, entirely and utterly focused on nothing but yourself. Yeah, totally. And that's why I, I compare golf to fighting. Yeah, no, I get it. However, like golf gives you that meditation. It gives you that ability to walk and visualize so much. And the amount of stuff that I visualize and, and kind of like self-talk to myself on a course is so, so empowering to my life outside of fighting, as well as fighting I'll often come home to my wife and my team and I'll sit there and go right I was on the golf course I thought X Y and Z and we need to action X now Y and Z can be done later but also I had a great game and I do and it's like I just go off on one I come you back, come back late. because it's the drive to the golf course excited for golf it's it's while you're playing going that ah, was a bad shot it's okay it happens you know what I mean the next one can't be bad and it's that attitude of like even in life you make a mistake in life it seems like mindset is a huge part of oh, like your, your dance as well as life but it's like in terms of your your fighting it seems like mindset and like how do you find that balance between visualization manifesting fake it till you make it and believing it like how do you tie all those together because is that you know that expression and often like i remember there was a guy like beyonce treat like <laughs> <what's> <laughs> yeah. it's where you like hey, if you want to like act like beyonce and then you get treated by like beyonce that type of vibe but then maybe internally you feel like a, fa a fraud or you feel imposter syndrome so how do you find that delicate balance like because there is a delicate balance like there's faking it till you make it and you know there's a there's theoretically there's a cultural truth to it but there's a bit of you know maybe disintegrity or not integral and how do you that delicate balance between being present with where you're at, but also knowing where you want to go. You know, there's a, there's a, it's, it's a very tough thing to balance. Yeah. Um, especially when, and we actually only had a conversation about this this morning, um, but it's a whole different other ordeal, but like you need to act with absolute faith that if you put all of your eggs in the one basket and work towards a goal, that it will come true. Because if you are, for example, if you want to achieve something in a career and you give 80% of it and you're like, oh, but I'm going to do this other side job just, in, that, case. just in case, you're not 100% fully committed. All in. And you need to be all in because you only have one life. Why, why bother with the just in case? Fucking just go for it. Go for it and work with everything you have to reach that goal, to reach that point. 
Because if you don't, then why, why, what are you doing? So for me, I will operate and I will spend every cent I earn and put it back into my camp and be broke. After, after this, before this fight, before I fought, like once I finished the fight, I remember I had like 300 quid left in my account after this fight because I spent every cent that I had traveling my team around the world, like going to Brazil, going to Florida, going to Boston, going to like flying back to England. I spent everything I had to give us the best experience, to put us in the coolest homes, to go and see the Christ the Redeemer in, Brazil, in, in Rio and in Brazil, like all of these things. Because I know that if I operate on that wavelength, on that frequency of, if I just, if I just put everything I have, it will come back to me tenfold. And like something that we do a lot as well is like give your first, not your last. So when, when we earn, I like to do something with that first, whether it be give to a charity or or help someone that I know has been in need of that help for a while. It's give that first, not the last. Because how many people, let's say you earn 10 grand, how many people are willing to, to, to give someone money or do something with that money from that first 10 grand as opposed to doing it with themselves? Oh, I've spent eight and now I have, I can give 500 quid to this charity because... Oh, you know, I've, I've done everything I needed. Why not give it at the start and have that energy? I believe I'm, I, I've, I've become very spiritual. Or, well, since, since I've, since I've met my wife, I have been very, very spiritual and, and, and had a, an understanding and a connection and deep, deep conversations with her and with my Nana and stuff like that. Some people who I believe connect with like spirituality on a different level. And I can't understand any negative from giving your first. The world operates in such a beautiful energy and such a beautiful frequency that if you operate with that faith, with that open-handed kind of feeling of like, take, and, 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 and it will eventually come mm. back. If you operate with that emotion, that feeling. Generosity, what you give comes Everything back is going to come back to you tenfold. And I think that's the balance is like having that attitude of like, blindly just go Committing to just, just go and follow the path that you believe you're on and trust in yourself and trust in your heart and your there's a reason we feel a gut feeling and there's people around you from my own point of view i had a gut feeling of wanting to quit college and go off on my own little adventure and and, and your mom be, wrote you a letter. I remember a like, I remember yeah. you reading your mom wrote a letter. And being a fighter, and I wanted to commit everything I had because I just felt like there was something inside me that I needed to that I needed to fill that 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 hole that I that, that I could feel. That it felt like almost like a calling, a purpose, a drive. 100%. This is what I gotta yes. do. Yes. Like is it at 10 you started boxing. You found you enjoyed it. Yeah, you loved, loved, you loved the challenge. Loved you loved it, yeah. the dance. You loved the thing. Then eighteen, you came black belt in judo. Yes, because you wanted to learn mixed martial arts. Yes, and, and you chose why judo as opposed to jujitsu, or why there was so. I was studying. I was I was in school. I was doing my leaving sir. I wasn't. My mom said I wasn't allowed to do all these other little things. You're not allowed to start MMA. I know if you start MMA, you'll you'll not do anything in life. She's like, I know what you're like. Because she knew that you. Yeah, were. there was a judo club that was across the road in Port Marnock from the the school. It was a, literally a field, and then there was the Port Marnock Leisure Centre. And I noticed that they'd done judo. I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just join that. I was like, I'm, she she can't stop me from doing everything, so I'm gonna do it. I had that gut feeling in me to go out and follow my my dreams and follow what I felt inside me was so strong. 
if you have people around you that are like, that's not a good idea, or I don't like, yeah, you're never going to do that. It's like, you have to be so strong in your mind and so true to your heart to go out and follow that to the point at which my own mother wrote me a, a letter saying like being the next Conor McGregor is not a fucking plan. Look at me now. I'm fucking number 11 in the world. I'm undefeated. I've fought in, in the most iconic stadiums. I fought in Madison Square Garden in my UC debut. Like I've, I've, I'm a part of history now of people that have fought in that, in that arena and it's just... What I have gone on to do and achieve from following my own feelings is just mind-blowing. And then, how but, do you I, but I knew I could do it, and that was the main thing. It's like it's being so true to yourself and so, so driven in your mind that if I put everything into this and I wake up in the morning and I give everything I have to, to make this goal possible, then why can't I achieve it? Why can't I? Yeah. That, that was that was my attitude. And I feel like a lot of people... And then for who, anyone listening who's kind of gone, fair enough, you ha got this feeling. Yeah. What happens if you don't have this feeling? Well, there has to be stuff that people enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And There's something, and, and it doesn't matter what it is. For example, if you love cooking and, and you're in a job that you hate and you're sat behind a desk nine to five and you don't like it, why not change it? Why not go get a book at home? Okay, all right, fair enough. You have a family and kids you need to provide for. Okay, cool. But don't tell me that you can't come up with a, a way to change the job you're in and go and find a job in a restaurant that is going to please and satisfy your wants and your needs so that you're not waking up at eight o'clock in the morning going, fuck, I've got to go into that job that I don't like. Mm -hmm. I've got to sit behind a computer and type all day. I don't like that. I want to be behind, I want to be behind a, a, a worktop cook and I want to be chopping up vegetables, throwing them in. If you have that feeling, then go and follow it. I like when, they, when, you, when you say cooking, it's vegetables. Good man, yeah. look at this, Ian Gary. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? 100%. 100%. Okay, if we, if we change gears a little, I want to get in this. So like MMA, it's a lot of men mouthing each other that I'm going to beat you and no, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to destroy you and you're dead. And it's a bit like yeah. kids in a school. It yard. is. It's a, bit, you know, it's a little bit like kids. It's There's a macho element. How do you manage beneath the show, the glitz, like you've kind of got a bit of a you know, you've been on a quick trajectory towards fame and notoriety. You've yes. fought in Madison Square Gardens. I've seen videos of all sorts of people showing up around yeah. you. And that, like, how do you manage to stay grounded, especially when you have a tight team around you that are all saying, Ian, you're wonderful. Ian, whatever you think is right. Yeah. How do you manage to stay grounded? Well, I think that's the thing. I don't have a team already. My, look, look at Curtis is smiling. My cameraman's smiling. I don't have a team around me that is fully yes men. Good. My wife will sit me down and absolutely roast me in front of an entire <laughs> restaurant if I said something wrong. And my cameraman has sat here just out of shot, if anyone doesn't know, and he will testify that he's seen it. He has sat down and he has seen her watch me. He has watched me sit there and go, shouldn't have said that. Oh, and Leila's like, whoa, 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 you did not just say that. You cannot, and, and it's not even that. It's like a whole team of people around me that keep me grounded and keep me true to what I want. So that when I say something or when I do something, that my actions and my words are, I can, I can go to bed at night knowing that what I said and what I did is true to my moral compass. But also that team is the team of people that absolutely help me achieve these great feats. But I can't achieve great feats if I am not being the best person I can be. So there's so much, like I, I am such an emotional person. I act 
every day with such emotion. If I'm pissed off and I walked into this this podcast and we were sat down here and I had an argument with two of the teammates, you're going to fucking know about it because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you about it. I have no, I am such an open book. I do not like to hide anything. If I'm having an argument with someone, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off at what someone said, you're going to know about it. That's the way I feel. But if I'm happy and I'm, I'm loving life because me and my wife went on a date and I just feel like I'm so internally happy, I'm going to make everyone else around me happy. I don't like any of this, like, there's no facade, there's no facade, there's no acting with me. You get 110% me when I meet you. And then how do you stay humble within it all? Like that's Because the, at, like, at the core of it, I'm a kid who grew up a fan of this sport. I'm a kid who grew up a fan of this, a fan of this sport and wanted to do something with his life. I want to chase a dream. I want to, I want to create a legacy. Give it everything. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So how can I not be grounded and be happy? Money doesn't excite me. It's cool to see it come in because I'm like, right, shit, what can we do now? Where can we go? What adventure can we go on? How can we all have a, an absolute ball doing something and experience something we've never done before? That's the only cool thing I see about money. I don't see any way I'm rich on this. No, fuck that. I could be, having money does not make you rich. And I think we've all heard this before. Money does not buy, no, money doesn't buy you happiness. It doesn't. hundred percent, it doesn't. So when I think about like all of this stuff, money, like being rich and being famous doesn't, doesn't intrigue me, but having a legacy, being someone who made a difference, no matter what it is, whether it's someone who was remembered as one being one of the greatest martial artists of all time, or whether it was being someone who was just, who morally stood on the right ground every single time. When he was when he was sat in, in front of a mic, if someone said something wrong, he called him up on it. It's just to make sure I'm being true to myself. Because if I'm not being true to myself, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? It's kind of that feeling. And I surround myself with people who will help pick you up on it. Yeah, who'll hold me accountable. Well, that's good. That's a very important part it, of, of staying grounded that there's someone that'll go listen. You're talking crap You're being a there. dickhead. Well, you're talking crap. Yeah, you're 100%. saying stuff that you won't actually do. 100%. Like deliver what you say is what you do. Like you're only as good as your word. Oh, and, and it's, it's obviously when we grow up in, in life, we have examples and people we look up to and people we learn from. And obviously being a father, I see this so evidently when my, with like, when my family, like my actions deliberately get mimicked from exactly what I have just said and what I've just did by my sons I'm like okay yeah I shouldn't say that I definitely shouldn't curse because he's just gone fuck I'm like you're not allowed to say that don't sorry that's on my I'm so sorry and he's like you're not allowed to curse I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry but like I see it so easily and children are, are, are the perfect mirror of course Um, and it's it's little things like I don't want to be someone I'm not and then have my kid do the same thing I want my kids to go right I want to be exactly who I am and I will do anything to be that kid or to be that person because my daddy doesn't and I think that for me as a, as a father now it's it's so important to be able to see the examples that I was given as a kid and be better than that and be better now because I have someone who's gonna look up to me and I want him to be better than me but I want to set a pretty good damn example of what it's what it what you have to be in life to be a good man, to be a good human, to be a good person, to show care, compassion, and emotion. Like it's okay to cry. Like it's okay to be upset about things. I fucking cry all the time. 
the day of my fights, I'm holding back tears because I, I get can imagine so emotions are just emotional. so high. And I fight with emotion. But uh, how, like, that must be hard to fight with emotion, but then to stay grounded and to stay like totally present. Because I know to stay focused. Well, yeah, and when you get hot headed. Like if you get hot at in golf, if you start you're, going you're, with you're anger fucked. or rage, Again, like how do you stay equanimous? Again, how do you keep that? You're speaking my language. A perfect example. If you get hot headed in golf, your you're round gone. is finished. Oh, you're just your gonna force the done. shot and there's a duck hook or there's a finished and you're gonna fucking you're gonna just scoop up um, a liter or a, then a how, pound of dirt with a wedge. Then how in a fight when someone's just smacked you in the nose and you got a kick in the ribs and you're like, how do you not, as testosterone or adrenaline starts pumping to your head and you're just like, I want to do whatever C you want to do. Emotional control. And it's literally practice you've got. And it's emotional control on a daily basis from, if you're, my, my son, for example, is 10 months old. I hype him up so much. I'm like, ah, daddy loves you. Bang. What? Oh my goodness. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he's a kid. He doesn't know what he's doing. Ah. Obviously he's going to smack me in the face. Of course he is. I've just hyped him up so much that he's going to, ah, or I'll sit there and he'll start, he'll start screaming in a restaurant because I've just had a cup. And my, my son at the moment finds it so funny when I scream into a cup. Ah, and it gets an echo back. So he starts doing it constantly. And I'm like, shh, we got to calm down. Again, He's mirroring what I've just done. So how do I how do I control that? I have to control my emotions so that I'm not letting myself go, oh, don't hit daddy, don't raise your voice or doing something stupid. That is a natural instinctual reaction. Be better. Change, see yourself, see what the reactions are and be better. Because if someone punches me in the nose and my instinctual reaction is to go, right, fuck you and swing, I'm going to get knocked out. Because that's exactly what that person wants me to do. You need to control yourself and go, right, okay, good How, how job. do you practice controlling yourself? How do you practice it? Like, is it all down to training and down to you getting, you know, someone there for a couple hours banging you in the nose? Come on, no, Ian, come on, no, Ian. No, I don't like to get hit. I'm far too pretty to get hit. Ah, oh, you're beautiful, man, it's, Ian. Beautiful, exactly, man. Delicious. Yeah, I have the, the, the little... Anyone isn't watching, he is a oh, specimen. I am a beautiful specimen. <laughs> and I, am, I am very happy with what I have. Um, and it's, it's one of these things of like, the more you put yourself in a situation of being punched, the more comfortable you get being punched. But you have to manage your emotions and not fire back. And with my style, I like to annoy people. I want to just toop, crack you in the nose. I want your eyes to start watering up and then do it again. And you go, right, I've had enough of this. And the minute you get desperate and try, and try overreach on a shot, that's exactly what I wanted. Now I'm going to take advantage. Bang, crack you with a big shot. Now my move again. And now it's a game of cat and mouse. Now I'm just playing around with you. It's not even a, it's not even competition anymore. I'm just dealing with so it's someone, getting in someone's head oh, in so many different ways. It's a me it's mental warfare as well as physical manipulation of someone's body. It is playing chess and and art combined in my mind. I am making you do stuff with your body that you necessarily didn't want to do in the first place because my movement and my fight IQ is so intelligent that you have now done what I want you to do. And you're falling into the trap. Fight IQ, that's your knowledge of fight and your ability to str my, strategize. My ability to make you do whatever I want, whenever yeah. I want, on that on that exact Jedi, time. Jedi mind trick. Exactly. Uh, it's the force. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, 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 it comes from control. You have to be able to control your emotions. And something that I find, and it's actually being, like, being plant-based, I have found this so much, and I feel like this is one of the biggest benefits I have I have found from being plant-based is when I walk into a shop, 
and I'm hungry and I want a chocolate bar or I want a bit of something sweet. And I walk into a shop and I see all these lovely dairy milks and I see these galaxy bars and I see them all and I'm like, Hello, my old friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that type of feeling. And I'm like, it's the control to go, no. It's the discipline to go, no. Discipline. Okay, how important is discipline to you? Because this is something that, like a friend, remember, do you ever watch Chris Evans growing up? Remember Chris yes. Evans on TGI yes. Friday? Yes. So we become friends with Chris. And Chris, as someone who is insanely creative, yeah. is so disciplined. And he'd often say that it's only through this discipline that it yes. provides the edges with which creativity can flow. 100%. And that, like Chris is like very, like does the same things at certain times and remarkably yeah. structured. But from the, from the way I was just about to explain it, if I walk into that shop and I buy that dairy milk, it's a lack of discipline. It's a lack of discipline. That's why I find a lot of people can't actually maintain a plant-based diet or a vegan diet or any diet for that matter. When, no matter what it is, even if it's I'm just going to go on a little diet for the weekend, a week because I want to lose a couple of pounds, get ready for that summer bod type of thing. Discipline is the, is the thing that makes people fail the most. And when I sit down and I say to you about like reaching and achieving those goals and being 110% committed... What's the thing that's going to fuck it up the most? Discipline. Oh, you know, I really want to buy this Gucci handbag or these pair of heels that are two grand. Why the fuck do you need the heels or the Gucci handbag to look? Who are you trying to impress? What's more impressive? The Gucci handbag and the or, and, and the fucking heels you want or the, the, the pair of Jordans that are two grand that are ridiculous or the job and the satisfaction of what you actually wanted in life and that feeling of satisfaction of... I get to wake up and go and cook or I get to wake up and go and like clean windows. I loved cleaning windows. I thought it was so satisfying seeing this filthy, dirty window and going and cleaning it. Or I get to wake up every day and go try to be a, a better athlete. A, a, the more, the most peak human form I could possibly be by going out there and optimizing my nutrition, my training condition, my schedule, everything to be the best athlete I can be. Discipline is the biggest thing in anyone's life I feel and it's something we don't get taught about enough and it's the reason why people fail diets and they have cheats and they have cheat meals and they have they, I'll just have one glass of wine a glass of wine turns into a bottle of wine or I'll, ha I'll just have this without discipline success is further away it, it's, it's impossible unless it's fluke discipline is a key to any success in anyone's life if you don't have discipline and you, you operate with, eh, I'll figure it out, you're, you're going to fail. You need to sit down, you need to plan, you need to be aware of every, every little thing that could go along, wrong along the way and go, okay, if I'm doing a diet and I want to lose a kilo over the next 10 days, okay, I need to eat this salad or I need to eat this meal or I need to stop eating this chocolate bar. Do it. And when you set yourself a goal, do it. If you're going to, that discipline is so key to everything. Yeah, it seems commitment and discipline are very, and integrity. These basic, but it is because yeah. for the, going back to the, the chocolate bar. If I walk into that shop and I eat a chocolate bar that's not vegan, purely on the basis of like temptation, you yeah. just fucked up your whole diet because of one little chocolate bar. And was it really worth it in the end? No, no. How do you balance putting on a show? So you know, like there's performance like I know myself when I'm out at certain things you're you're in show mode yeah 100%. and we'd often joke me and Dave when we're doing a talk we're off doing a pony show yeah. you know and we love it we love yeah, it and course. we're delighted and it's because and, it's and, exciting. It's that, and then there's that balance between 
doing things for social media and then not losing yourself in social media. And for me, it's like, I guess we probably played social media the guts of 10 years and like often I'll do daily stories and I'll be kind of saying bits and it's like, it's taken me a long while to find that balance with where I can feel like I'm not doing it for social media, but I'm doing it for myself and I'm yes. just sharing the thing. Yeah. How do you find that balance as someone that's new to, you know, the limelight, not to say that I'm in the limelight yeah, yeah, no, in any no, no, shape no, or I, form, I but how do you, you find that balance between putting on the show, but also being you and not getting lost in the show? So obviously what I do is very special in yeah. regards to, I've, I get to literally maintain physical activity whilst getting the most joy I possibly can because I love what I do. So that's obvious. That's an obviously easy one to, to tick off the box. But then I also want to give, when it comes to like limelight or socials, because so like social media is so huge nowadays, I just want people to experience the joy I get out of doing what I love. So when I post, when, it, when, like, when we post about on social media, I just want people to know that you can go out there and do what you love and have it and have it as your job. But also I think putting positivity out there in the world and showing people that like life is awesome because there's a lot of hate in the world. People love to hate because they're afraid to go out and reach their dreams. Or they're hurt. Exactly. Hurt typically. Because of the past. You know, the past has hurt them and they're a bit negative and not to touch on the negativity, but it's that attitude of like dealing with the limelight is something that I find so easy because I'm so true to myself and I'm doing what I want to do every single day. It's hard not to have a smile on my face. And that, I find it so easy because I'm doing what I love. It makes my life so much easier. And I guess just for that, I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful. Mm, fair play. Very cool. Would you let your son go into MMA? Say Whenever Leo there goes, dad. I love following your things. You've got some kick. I want to have a kick like yeah. you. Can I get into MMA too? Again, what do you reckon? Again, would you let him or would you tell him no? Because like, say for example, well, this, um, it, a friend of mine's good friend, the one thing that he has, and he was captain of like a, a national football team. And the one thing he says to his son is, you can be anything you want, son, but not a football player. Because of the hate that he experienced, you know, when so he doesn't play gonna, well. So essentially what you're saying is that- No, I'm just, no, I'm just, no, 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 but I'm, from the story that you're saying is, and if this is where this is where my brain instantly goes. What you're saying is that your friend has experienced negativity and a lot of positives, I would imagine, but doesn't want his son. If his son wanted to be the footballer like his dad, and his son wanted to follow in his footsteps, his dad is going to have a negative attitude to him doing what he wants to do because of his past. Sure. That's that's what I hear. Yeah, if I my, like the way your mind goes yeah, into analyzing it from that way. But straight away. And then for you and Leo, would say Leo goes, Dad, I want to be a UFC fighter. What do you say? If if he wants to be the most up, if he wants to go the most opposite way to the spectrum and wants to go on, I don't know, I don't know what the opposite fight would be, like Broadway and being be, be on a musical, whatever it is. I don't know. It's not comparing, but like whatever he would want to do, if he wanted to do anything like that, tap dancing, Irish dancing, and go and join anything like that. Why? Why? If that's what you want to do, then go do it. I'll be behind you 100% of the way. I want him to be a golfer. 
I want to be a golf because <laughs> then really, I can travel the world. Really and I love can golf. I want to be a golfer. Is there a bit of a Michael Jordan in there after uh, UFC? It's like, oh, I'm 100% <laughs> going to go pro in golf. I know. I'm, this, I'm not even going to play I golf. Know I go pro in golf. Right, I gar- I'm the type of person that when I love something, I can be Become one of the best obsessed. in the world. Obsessed. And because when I think about golf, it's like just pattern it's consistency and pattern it's mental golf is but it's, mental it's mental but it's consistency it's the same bodily discipline, it's, discipline. it's the same bodily bodily functions repeated just in different tweaks 100 i can i can nail that and become perfect at it and i could go pro at it but right now i have something that triggers me more which is is the love for fighting and you want to be but a world champion gladiator exactly best gladiator in the welterweight champion of the world that is the goal <laughs> and that is what's going to happen it's inevitable back to the point of 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 if my son wanted to be a fighter as a father now i look at stuff a little bit differently whatever he wants to do i will be 110% behind him because i had my parents turn around and say you shouldn't do that and I'm going to carry and has that has that been around. a huge driving force for you then? 100% because I can't wait to prove them wrong. I already have proved them wrong. And is there, But is every there... single time I fight and every single time I step in that octagon, anyone that has ever given me doubt... You want to prove it to I'm me. going to prove them wrong. And I'm going to prove myself right more than anything. Because proving other people wrong is, is, is a, a negativity. But proving yourself right is looking at it in such a positive that I'm going to prove that person... I'm not going to prove that person wrong, but I'm going to prove myself why I was and right. Like, is that a wound? Like, yeah, kind of something that's hard. Like, it's that's... not. It, it's not a chip on a shoulder, but it's more like go out there and show the world that you can do what you want. That I can perceive. That my I can do and that, and I, and I can achieve no, what I want. And, and no one can tell me otherwise. And if I fail, at least I pursued at my least, dreams. At least I tried. Yeah. Because yeah. we can. We all know those people that sit there in the pub when they're forty and fifty and sixty, and they. I could have done that, or you know, I, I if it was an Just injury, yeah, cheap, you're yeah. full of shit. You know what I mean? Why didn't you do Stop it? Stop talking. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But it's it's that attitude. So if my son wants to do anything in life, I will be behind him 110 percent of the way because that is my job and my duty as a father. Whether I agree with it or not, whether I have felt negativity or pain. So, like I have felt pain in that exact area. Okay, a couple that, of just, that's the same feeling. A couple of quicker questions. Death. How do you feel about death? It's inevitable. Okay. It's inevitable. And comfortable, comfortable talking about it. Yeah, it's inevitable. Many like, people find it hard to talk about death. We all know it's going to happen. Uh, cremated or buried? I don't, I don't have a, a preference. Okay, just curious. These I don't just have press- a preference. My soul's going to live on. My energy's going to transform and transport into okay, something different. Re- relationship with God and faith. Do you have any kind of, do you have any kind of like, growing up in Ireland, yeah. Catholicism was really strong. We were all raised Christian or Protestant yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. but it, this type of thing. And then there's been a huge move away from that faith. 100%. But for you, what does the word God or what does what does faith or spirituality, religion mean to you? So yeah, I do. I have a tattoo of basically be reminding to be blessed because I'm blessed with the life I've given. I'm blessed that there is blood flowing through my body in a perfect manner. When I know there is people with fucking cancer and tumors and all of these things and they're they're battling their life. So I have that tattoo to remind me to be grateful and to be and and that you are blessed to be in perfect health. The tattoo I got on the back of my neck. Yeah, that's, that's is, a bit for anyone who's not lit looking, he's yeah, got this cool big wing. It's, like, it's a dove. That's a dove, sorry. It's a dove. No, it's a dove. And in Brazil, it's called Espiritu Santo, which means the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Yeah. Um, and the reason I got it is because I've told you I've been I've been connecting to a spiritual to the spirits more, and I feel like that connection has given me so much 
passion, so much drive, but so much confidence in everything that I'm doing. And for me, I, I look as God as a higher being, that there absolutely is something up there showing me what to do and how to do it and in a way to do it. And I'm excited every time I feel a, a, a force or a drive or a gut feeling. I believe that that is whatever you believe is above you, that higher spirit, that higher energy, that higher power, kind of being like a puppet and, and changing those internal cogs inside me to go, I want to do this. I want to do this and I want to do this now. Why? Because I feel like I need to do this. So it's just being in touch and, and listening and, and, and understanding that absolutely there is some sort of higher being in my mind or a higher power. And it's, it's a bit nuts to think that there isn't. Mm. That's my outlook on it. And I want to connect with it as much as I possibly can for the rest of my life, because I think it's a very powerful connection to have. Nice. Ian Gary, you <laughs> And how do I say Machado? Is that it? Machado. Machado. It means Brazilian. Okay. No. It means oh, yeah, yeah. I know what it's like. Gary. Yeah. Muito bem. Yeah. Look at you. I suppose you fell apart again. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah, Where did you learn that? I had a girlfriend from Did Rio. you? Look yeah, at you. Yeah, That's so awesome. No way. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I picked up on it very, very quickly in. Um, in, in Brazil because it was something I really, really wanted to do because I want to give my my son the ability to speak two languages. My wife speaks it fluently um, and I just I just thought that it's such a beautiful language and it's so descriptive that to not learn it is going to be... An opportunity. Yeah, a, a massive like opportunity that I will forever be like upset with myself with. So yeah, I've, I've, I've loved it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm practicing it a lot. Brilliant. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. There's, there's yeah. so much more than the fighter to you. There's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of aspects. You've just great. So we must have much, a game of golf there's someday. There's so much that we could chat about. And like, Absolutely. even just like on the plant-based thing, there's so much more we could deep dive into in fighting. There's so much more we could deep dive into, but that's what I, that's the thing of like, I love about life is you can meet so many people on your journey. And then in five years time, you'll remember going, I remember that guy said something to me. And I remember we spoke about it. Maybe it's about someone who wasn't vegan and it's like they have a conversation with me and like I tell them about my benefits or maybe me being sick and like having like rainoids and psoriasis. And maybe one person will make that going, I talked to a guy and he was a fighter. I can't remember his name, whatever it might be. And he had psoriasis and he said that when he stopped doing that, that he felt better. Why don't you try that? And it's that thing of maybe meet that guy in five years. He's like, I stopped it. I listened to you and I, bro, I feel the exact same way. It's like, that's so cool. Um, and it's like through conversations with people, we learn, we grow and we evolve and we have a choice to go forward from that conversation or that experience and, and go, oh, that was cool. Or go, I'm going to make some changes and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and try these things. And yeah, that's why I feel like life is such a roller coaster. It's like, oh, it's so many twists and turns to it. And there's going to be so many different different emotions, different feelings that you just have to enjoy it and, and enjoy the process of stuff going right, stuff going wrong, because it doesn't always go right. It definitely doesn't always go right. It's not it goes right. 100%. And it's like that two steps backwards to get one step forward type of feeling. It's like mistakes are inevitable in life. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn. And it's how you, and again, I'm going to go back to golf because I find it so easy. If you have a bad shot in golf, like you have a mistake in life, you can follow it up with aggression and anger and, and, and act out of frustration and emotion, 
or you can calmly assess the situation and go, right, I need to get back on track. I need to get back towards my goal. I need to refocus my ideas. What do I want to get? I want to break 80 or I want to, I want to, I want to build a home. Okay. How do we get back to that? How do we do this? Because nice. that's the, that's the track that I need to get back onto. When's your next fight? Or your next, end, your gladiator duel, my, your next my, gladiator my, battle, my, or your next dance. My next dance. dance. Yeah, I like to think of it as a dance. It's, it's, it's so fun. Will you get a go with the title? Because you're now at 11, you're 11 in 11, welterweight 11 UFC in the world. and you want to get number one. I'm going to be number one. I believe Boom. There's, there's, yeah, I believe there's no... When are you going to be number one? Within the next two years. It's, it's just a process that's inevitable. No one can stop me. If I do what I go out there and I know that I'm destined to do on the path that I'm destined to be on, I believe I'm here. I'm simply here to receive that I've already been blessed. I just need to act in full faith and, and joy and enjoy the process and, and everything will be given to me. Like it's just, it's a feeling that I can't really explain. It's indescribable to, to explain how, how I know what's in here and I just need to show the world what I've been given, the vi the visions I've seen, the just the the path that is paved for me already. Wow. So yeah, I believe that I'll fight again in December. I'd okay. love to. I'd, Decem now, December in Vegas is what I've asked for. It's what Vegas? I want. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, it's what I've That's asked for. It's married. what I want. Oh, my, middle, my son's middle name is Vegas. Leo Vegas. Leandro Vegas Machado Gary. It's a beautiful name. Wow. Um. So yeah, that, I'd love to fight again in December. Name, isn't it? It's a great, it's an awesome <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, Vegas. I'd love to fight again, and I've called out the guy who is. You called it. You claimed like yeah, I called, yeah. like, called him out. I'm gonna fight you next. Who did, who did you call out? Uh, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So he's number is, one. No, no he's, he's number, number seven. One. He's number seven, but he's the he's, he's the kind of gangly guy with lots of legs. Yeah, lots, lots of, of legs. legs. Lots yeah, of legs. Like an octopus. Yeah. He is Kick one of the greatest. Boxer. Yeah, one of the greatest strikers that's ever been in the sport. <gasps> and I love the idea of competing striker against him. Yeah, I love the idea of competing against him to just show the world how good I am, but also to again to prove to myself how good I am. To watch this guy for years and go, he's unbelievable, but I know I can beat him. So that for me is exciting. So that's I want to go there. That's a challenge that will excite me the entire time. I'm and when, ready do you, for like, when you call someone out or you claim someone in the UFC yeah. thing, when do they, do they kind of give you two months ago? Yeah. Okay. We've looked at it. Ian, we've checked with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah. He's up for it too. Ian, the future, Gary. Yeah. We're lining up Vegas, December. Do they tell you that? Like in September, do they give you three months, two months? So it all depends. Like, I mean, fighting is such a, and do you have you organize it or do you kind of call? No, the UFC organizes. Can we no. have a fight? What do you reckon, Vegas? <laughs> no, yeah, you're mine. You're dead. The UFC organizes it, so they are. We have matchmakers who they sit down every Tuesday and they have a matchmaker meeting. They go through all the weight divisions. They go through all the matchups they want. All the people that have recently lost. All the people that have recently won. They go right. What did he do? Okay, he lost. Let's put him against someone who's coming up. See what level that person's on, and see if this guy can get back on track. Okay, this guy won. Let's test him. Let's see who he can go. Who he can go up against now and beat. I'm a young up and coming prospect in most people's minds. I've, I'm still. You're two, you're two years UFC, isn't it? I've, I've been in the UFC for 22 months. 20, oh, 22, 22 months. Wow, yeah, geez, yeah. that's like counting babies. Yeah, that's yeah, the only baby. He's not two, he's well, 22 it's, months. It's 22 months because it's not the year yet. And in the year, it's like the, the year, the two year mark is still going to be special because I fought three times in the last five months. Wow, another thing, another thing with being vegan and being plant based. Your ability it, to recover is, is it? my ability for my body to not have any soft tissue like injuries. My ability for my body to recover. What does that mean? Soft tissue so issues? So, soft tissue injury is like pulling a hamstring or. Think of football players. Yeah. Right. How many people have we seen like, ah, oh, they get like cramps or they have like all these like soft tissue injuries? 
you don't see that when someone is is plant-based because they have such a nutrient-dense diet that those things just do not come. They're not having any milk. They're not having any dairy. They're not having any, like, your body isn't having to push itself to hard, like to, your body isn't having to push itself to digest and deal with what the bad things that you are putting into your body. It is just operating in such ease with such smooth operation and how it's designed to operate that my muscles aren't feeling fatigued. My body isn't pushing itself to, to, to repair and grow. And it's just simply easily going through a process of digestion. Yeah. And like what would what would the average time like would people fight three times a year, twice a year, once a year, six times a year? It all depends. Uh, is it? I look, on average I reckon people fight twice a year. You're uh, already pe- three times. And, in uh, five three months. times in five months. And I had I took time off for a baby, to have my baby, to be there for my wife. So I took like I took like eight months off. So I fought three times in six months, took an eight month break, and then three times in five months. I fight so regularly because it's important to me. Competition mm. is what I love. It's what I thrive on. It's a, it's an energy. It's a feeling that I absolutely adore. But like even being plant based, it gives me the ability to regenerate, let my fucking body heal at a, at a better rate, and then go back in there and and just do it with ease. So I'm excited. And I'm going to change the game, and I'm going to open a lot of people's eyes to the, like a plant based diet as as an athlete. And I know the world has seen a lot of athletes start to tailor towards that diet because of the athletic benefits but i'm gonna i'm gonna pound the drum i'm going for it I'm, i have no i have no i have no problem sitting there and telling people about it and i don't give a fuck what criticism i might get like someone what was the comment we seen the other day on instagram someone said my legs will disintegrate from your soy vegan diet and i found it hilarious was like that's a great comment that's a great <laughs> fair, that's, that's very creative well done fair enough it is it's great soy right? boy yeah i'm like it's soy boy i'm like fair enough at the end of the day i'm a fucking ufc fighter ranked 11 in the world who are you what are you doing get the fuck out of here um but like i've quite clearly shown in my last three fights which have been my three best performances i've been 100 vegan and i have looked nothing but phenomenal and I'm just going to go out and show the world that it is absolutely possible. And the thing is, being vegan, being plant-based isn't for everyone. There's no way it's for everyone. I had a conversation with my dad recently about it. Um, and he was like, oh, I could never be vegan. I love eggs too much. All right. What was the, why, why is that? Discipline. If he, if he wanted to be, not that he needs to be, but for that's an example. If, if that person wanted to be a better a better f- physical specimen in regards to your body operating at a higher rate. Being vegan is absolutely a a better, cleaner alternative for your body. But I I I, I don't care what you do. That's on you. That's your life. That's your mm-hmm. life choices. What you want to put in your body is up to you. And discipline is the biggest factor. There was not many people. I like that we're coming back to discipline. Yeah, that's but it is. That's... It's not. There there was a lot of people. All my friends, vegan. So you look like a fat fuck. Who are you talking? I'm over here shredded. I'm over here. Like my body is operating. I am operating. And like, there is no argument. You when don't you, lack confidence. Ian no, Gary. fucking no, I don't. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like, you can't argue with me when I am the one reaping and feeling the rewards right. of what I, I am you, doing I and what I'm putting in my body. And I'm not going to sit here and preach to people who don't need to be preached to because it's like, I don't need to. I don't care what other people do. I don't care what other people do with their life or their body. It's up to them and it's your life choices. But if you are looking at someone who's going, I'm telling you now, being vegan has absolutely changed my issues with health. My, it has made me a feel a better athlete. 
if I am telling you that and you aren't hearing that, then that's up to you. If you can't go into a shop and you can't go in there without buying that dairy milk, then okay, you're never going to be able to, to live the lifestyle that I live. And that's okay. But I have the discipline to walk into a fucking walk by a chipper and go, oh my goodness, that smells delicious. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go in and buy a fish and chips. It's like, no, I don't need to. Do you know what I mean? I have the discipline to walk by and go, I'll go home and make, make a meal. Do you know what I mean? I have that, that ability. And I think that's what separates a lot of the people who succeed in life is discipline. Yeah, here, here. I think that's a great thing to land it on. Uh, well, I really look forward to seeing his number one welterweight in the world. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that in the next two years. And then seeing you become a pro golfer. A hundred percent. I'm I'm so game to go. Look, if I can travel the world when I'm retired from fighting and I can play golf on a daily basis, every morning, wake up, play 18 holes, do it with some friends who are absolutely elite at the sport, I'm going to be living a very, very good lifestyle. And I'm very, very happy with that. So. It's going to be exciting. Well, good on you, Ian. Mascado, Gary. Thank Muito you so obrigado much. Obrigado, man. <laughs> <laughs> well done, that was great. That was, was awesome. Really Thank you, that was awesome.